Today here at Digby Stone, this is episode 11 of Inside the House podcast. Um, today, I suppose we've got a couple of really, really good little things on here. One is about how they're using technology to influence customers' buying habits. Uh, so we'll let you go into that with some little snippets in there with Andy. Um, how they dare to be different. That, to me, come across the most today from a marketing point of view and a company ethos. And I think that through the podcast you'll hear that there's a lot of difference there between these guys and other people in the industry. And also there's some top tips on the trends in landscaping uh, through product ranges and uh, where the, the market's moving. So please share the podcast, also comment, leave us your feedback, send us an email, and uh, we look forward to catching you in the next uh, episode. Andy, here today in Hales Owen in the West Midlands at Digby Stone. And uh, just a little introduction about yourself. So, so yeah. firstly, welcome. Welcome to in the house here at Digby Stone. So my name's Andy Williamson. I've uh, been in and around the industry for more years than I care to remember, to be fair. Yeah. Working in different industries from ironmongery through roofing, uh, now in the landscaping sector. Ah, yep. oh, superb. And the history of um, Digby Stone, what can you sort of enlighten us on the so history? So Digby Stone's family business, uh, it started 11 years ago now, so it was our 10th anniversary last year. Um, started by Darren and Claire Digby, originally just bringing in natural stone into the UK for supporting the builders merchant sector, but over the last 11 years has, has grown quite substantially. Mm-hmm. And um, so what sort of things have changed over the years? I mean, we're going to go into some of the, the facts of products, but what sort of changed in the industry for them? I think, well, in industry and the, the business itself has changed yeah. quite substantially. So, I mean, if you look back over the last 10, 11 years, we've seen the proliferation of the buying groups. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen mergers of buying groups. Um, we've seen buying groups getting bigger. Um, the independent sector getting much more competitive with the nationals. Uh, so so the, the footprint, if you like, of the builders merchant sector has, has changed quite substantially. Um, we're also seeing lots of changes in customer buying patterns as well. Um, so it could be the introduction of the internet and how the internet has become a lot more proliferant in the marketplace, um, the way merchants market themselves, um, and certainly in our sector within landscaping, how people actually present the products to the customer. Yeah, well, that picks up on one of the questions I had for you. So one of the questions today was about how do you see the retail changing, as in the actual customers, and how are you, what are you guys as a business doing, trying to get from the customer journey and following that customer journey you know, to try and hit all the different touch points for retail consumers, obviously working with the independent retailers the merchants that you do today and obviously working through the whole as it changes what kind of things are you guys doing yeah it's it's been an interesting challenge for Digby because um, you know one of our one of our remits if you like and one of our raison d'etre is we dare to be different mm. so we're always trying to do something in a slightly different way um, and that's been a real opportunity for us as a business over the last few years um, and, and that can be anything from looking at the trends of what the customers are buying so from product wise um, but as, as we touched on a moment ago actually looking to present the products in a slightly different way um, you go back sort of 15 20 years ago a patio in the garden was just a simple 450 by 450 mil square slab that was put down in a sort of square pattern mm-hmm. now sort of modern era modern thinking is much more about making your garden an extra room in the house more than anything else so it's trying to be much more aspirational and, and yep. challenge our consumers and the, the ultimately the end customer on actually how fantastic they can make their garden mm. i mean so that's one thing that's it's difficult for Digby I've seen is that they've grown from obviously nothing in a relatively short amount of time but also in an industry that's got a few big players in it and there isn't really that many that much room for smaller 
people in the industry, or so far. Yeah, so they've obviously had to be a bit different, and they've yeah. had to market themselves a little bit different. And I think that's part of the, you say, dare to be different. I think that's part of your personality as well. But you know, from that point of view, I think you can definitely see where Digby have had their strengths. And obviously, it's just keeping that evolving, chipping away, and making it larger. So yeah, so from my point of view, I've seen that in the industry over the last few yeah. years. But where do you guys sort of really see that? But yeah, I think you're right. And I mean, it, if you look at the industry, there are a number of very, very large players yeah. that are, um, you could argue, quite powerful in yeah. that marketplace. So for a company like Digby Stone to grow, um, we have had to be different. So we have had to challenge the norm. So I'll give you one example. So Darren RMD and one of the owners of the business, um, he is very, very specific about products. So Darren spends a lot of time visiting the quarries, working with the guys that are digging the stone out of the ground to make sure to the point that we want the product out of that seam. Yeah. Because actually, when you start to look at what comes out of different seams in the quarry, the quality of the product, um, be it from the actual aesthetics through to the colorings, can be significantly different. Um, so one of the things we try to ensure is that all of our products are consistent all the time, yeah. um, and that is through the attention to detail. And actually, you know, we've you know we've seen some of the suppliers that we deal with who deal with major competitors of ours, where we started dealing with them, we're actually educating them on the best way to, for example, pack a lorry so that the product doesn't get damaged in transit, mm -hmm. um, because we do pay attention to the detail. Yeah, I mean that's I suppose one thing where you can be that more flexible compared to the big boys when they're maybe buying the larger quantity of product. Um, but, and again, with different sort of materials, has that been a, an influence for Darren, with different, using uh, different materials? Yeah, I mean, flexibility has been key. I mean, we can change very quickly. So for example, um, there's an issue in the industry that's been, it's come about over the last, what, six, eight months, uh, where most of the industry was buying their slate from China. Mm -hmm. Now that's changed recently and people have moved to Brazil, but there's been some real challenges getting product out of Brazil. Now there is one of our major competitors that has now taken slate out of their catalogue as a result of the challenges we've getting it, whereas we've got lots of slate in stock. Yep. So actually because we're smaller, uh, more um, adaptable, should we say, you know, we can adapt very quickly, we can be very agile. Um, and, and another example of that is the introduction of the porcelain products. Yep. So porcelain probably introduced in a, in a mainstream way I would say about three years ago and, and Digby Stone has been part of that journey. Um, our porcelain range was very small three years ago, now we've got a very very large range um, even to the point where this year we've now brought in internal porcelain that matches with the in external porcelain. Okay, so if you think about the fashion now of having bifolding doors or yep. the patio doors, we've now got the inside going out and the outside coming in um, by having the products exactly the same. Just It looks slightly different because of slip resistance so you need outside versus inside, but yep. fundamentally it's the same pattern. So do you find, do you not think that the porcelain and the tile manufacturers have a, a big crossover between the two, I think? Because um, tile manufacturers do sit, have a fair bit of porcelain, obviously. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, a it's an interesting point because there's been a lot of ceramics and porcelain used internally for many, many years. Yep. Um, and we're now in a situation where we're educating the landscaper um, that he needs external product. Um, and yeah, I think there is a crossover there, but what's tending to happen is the size of the tiles is slightly different for external, the thickness is different, um, and actually you're back to garden design. Um, so when you're using porcelain products, you're maybe using it, excuse me, in conjunction with other products. So it could be some form of granite sets, slate sets, 
etc etc yeah. just to make the garden look a lot more aspirational you do mention about the the marketing and darren sort of you know want it to be perfect and everything to be really good and, and perfect the, the view to the customer and garden design so from the point of view of garden design and the marketing that obviously does resonate with the retail consumer because they're the ones who very often like the design and go to their landscape and he may convince them to go for something a bit more old-fashioned because yeah. that's what he knows so that's a challenge in itself sometimes with getting the right installers on board with yourselves to to actually install the product and, and actually want to do a garden design yeah because there isn't that many garden designers out there as such. No, and, and I think one of the interesting things that's really helping that now is social media. Mm. Um, we, we use social media quite a lot. So the likes of Facebook, the likes of Twitter, um, e even Instagram and Pinterest and things like that. And I think this is starting to give the consumer much better ideas. Um, also helped by a lot of the garden programs that we get. So garden design programs on TV, um, so the TV side of things does help people think about things in a slightly different way yeah. um, and using different materials in a different way. Um, and I think there is a lot of opportunity now for the consumer to really get ideas on what they can do differently. Yeah. And certainly at Digby Stone, what we try to do is enhance that through showing different images of fantastic displays, fantastic garden jobs where our contractors have done great jobs for the consumer. Yeah, I mean, I noticed before the catalogues for yourselves are, are, are very good and the photography is amazing inside there. So is that something you guys do yourselves as well? So we do a lot of photography ourselves, but we also use a lot of images from contractors that have done jobs using our materials. Um, and you look in the back of our catalogue, a number of the contractors that are landscaping uh, contractors that have used our materials are accredited in the actual catalogue themselves. Yeah. But one, one of the things we do try to pick with our pictures, and this is really important to us, is rather than just showing a simple patio, we're trying to show a combination of materials. Mm -hmm. Again, we're trying to give that aspirational approach to the consumer, and every time somebody picks up our catalogue, we want them to look at it and go, oh wow, that's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. So we do try to approach it through not just social media, but our catalogues and actually our landscaping displays as well. So when we work with our merchant customers yeah. to design landscaping displays, again, we'll put that same effort into the landscaping display to try and show different mediums. And it could be products that even we don't manufacture or sell ourselves. Yeah. So a lot of our merchant customers, for example, will sell things like artificial grass. Mm -hmm. We'll be selling things like timber sleepers, mm -hmm. which actually brought together with porcelain or natural stone can make a garden look fantastic. No, the marketing of the, the actual trying to use other people's products or your products as well to make them at their best. Some people are really scared of not trying to challenge uh, and show their product off the best. It's all got to be my product, it's got to be my edges, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's got to be my porcelain. It's, it's not the best way. The consumers don't shop like that. But today, years ago they might have done, but yeah, today's consumers no, will buy this, that, that, and, and mix it all together to make what they feel. And they say the TV programmes are a great example of that. But I think also for us, we've also got to remember who our customer is and who our customer's customer is. Mm -hmm. so, so our customer is a builder's merchant yep. or a landscaping merchant or a garden centre. Mm -hmm. Now, they stock a range of products. Their customers are coming in and buying from them a range of products. So actually, when you remember who your customer is and your customer's customer, you shouldn't be afraid to actually help them sell products. Because oh, actually, if you yeah. can help them yeah. market and sell their range, and again, I do keep coming back to that's that's why we're slightly different. Yeah. Because we're not afraid to be different. Yeah. You know, we will do something in a different way that helps our customer. Because if I can help my customer sell more, 
Yeah, you, Guess what? Yeah. I, I yeah. sell more. Yeah, yeah perfect. Well, that, that brings us nicely onto sort of like training as well. What sort of training do you guys do from a point of view? Do you do installer training? Do you do sort of like landscaper training? Do you do training for salespeople, selling your product internally? So when I look at the sort of training side of things and the support side of things, there's a number of different things we do. Um, the first thing which I think really helps our customers and our landscapers is if you go on to our website, we've got training videos. So we have training videos on how to install our products, um, whether that be natural stone or porcelain. We also have videos on there showing about cleaning of products um, and also some of the problems that people come across. So we try to track, sorry, we try to tackle some of the problems before they occur. Yeah. Now we will do this in branch with our um, builders, merchants, customers as well. So help to train their staff. Yeah. Um, but, but some of the things is looking at the pitfalls. So um, sometimes you can look at a patio and you can see what's gone wrong just through experience and just through knowledge. Now, actually, if we can teach that to our merchants and we can teach that to our landscapers, yeah. then actually it stops those problems happening. Because actually, if we can help a landscaper not have a problem, it's good for him, yeah. which means it's also good for the merchant because it doesn't come back to them, and it's also good for us because it doesn't come back to, the, yes. to ourselves as well. Yeah. So we do a huge amount of sort of effort on doing training for the merchants, mm -hmm. but also a lot of video videos on our website that are available for the merchants as well. That's no, superb. And from a sales perspective, from your sort of side of things, selling into the merchants, what sort of the unique things that we have done differently? I mean, we've covered loads of little things, but from an actual selling perspective. That's an interesting question. So what, what do we do differently from a selling perspective? I think I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here slightly to say, actually, I don't think traditionally we've probably been as good as we could have been um, from a sales support side of things externally. The one thing we've done differently over the years, we've got a fantastic team of people internally um, who have built some really, really strong relationships with the customers. Um, and we are very customer focused as a business. So if you talk to the girls internally, they're very customer focused. So we receive an order, the girls will check it. If there's an opportunity there to help the customer save some money mm -hmm. by maybe increasing the load size or something like that, the yeah. girls will be on the phone. Or if we've got a similar product that's slightly cheaper, that we've brought from a new source where we've got an opportunity to help the merchant, we'll do something slightly different there as well. So been very focused. I think traditionally over the years, um, a lot of our business has come from close personal relationships. And I think that's something we do do very well here at Digby Stone, is we have some very, very good personal relationships in the industry. Okay, that's really good. And just going forward to the future then, where's, where's it going to go in the future with, with changing retail consumers, their, their buying habits? Obviously, you've already said you guys are probably well in advance of the majority of people with the amount of content you're putting out, the videos, the social side of it. But where do you see that, that side of the retail customer changing in your business? Because it's, it's different where it's like box products and small little items. It's not very easy to transport yeah. you know, packs of uh, natural stone or packs of porcelain or tiles or whatever it may be. These big products are difficult to transport. So it's very difficult for an Amazon-esque type business to sort of suddenly run away with that. Plus there's a long period of uh, decision in the beginning of it. It's not something you just buy on a whim. So all these sort of things, consumers habits, but they are changing. So how do you see that? It's a great question. Um, and probably if I knew the answer, I wouldn't be sat here now. So, <laughs> um, But no, I think, the one thing in the building trade is the construction industry doesn't change very quickly, um, but then it does change. So it, 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 I would say it's more evolution than change. 
And, and a good example of that is porcelain, for example. So if I look at the last few years, I say we've introduced porcelain and it slowly but, slowly but surely is growing. I mean, we're seeing porcelain growing 30, 40% a year at the moment. Yeah. Um, that at some point, I think, will, will increase and then it will flatten out and we will see things like natural stone dropping off. Yeah. Um, that said, um, to, to pick up your point, how is the buying pattern going to change? I think whilst I'm not sure Amazon are going to come in and get it yet, I think Amazon is definitely a risk. Mm -hmm. I think they will get heavy building materials right at some point. Mm -hmm. So I think the challenge there at the moment is for the existing builders merchant sector, the existing supply chain to really engage with their customers through the online medium, through online selling. And we're seeing some merchants doing that very well already. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of merchants that are still way behind the scenes on that side of things. De definitely. And there's a lot of things a local merchant area can do, because it's local. That's the thing you've got to bear yeah. in mind for me is that the local merchant, local delivery uh, and relationship. And they've got that relationship locally. So yeah. they're the best people to fight that fire to begin with. Yeah. Um, and going on to trends with uh, product trends, you mentioned porcelain. Is there a product that's had a, a fall off because of the, the surge in porcelain? In sales, obviously, I'd assumed it would have been natural stone, but maybe it hasn't fallen off as much. I mean, oh, it's, a, it's, it's an interesting it question. Porcelain, all new business. Yeah. Is it all new business? Um, yeah, por porcelain. I would say at the moment is probably more new business than um, swapping sales. Mm -hmm albeit logic says it must be coming from somewhere. Yeah. I think one of the things we are seeing at the moment, and, and this is more of a macroeconomic situation, with a lot of people with their drawdowns on their pensions, have got some spare cash. So a lot of people of a certain generation are get, getting this some spare cash as they're retiring, and they are investing that into their properties. So yeah. I think landscaping is becoming more popular. People are doing more in their garden. They are looking at extending out into their garden and using that space. So, so has porcelain taken away from another product? I'm not sure it has at the moment. Um, that said, I suppose the logic says you would have sold more of another product. So we're now selling porcelain at a higher price point. Yeah. But then it's worth that higher price point because of the quality and the features and benefits of porcelain. Yeah. Now, that said, you know, if we talk about trends at the moment, grey silvers are massively fashionable whereas if you go back three or four years ago it was always a sort of a buff type patio that was going down yeah. so so i think trends change and people change their outlook on what they want in the garden yeah i mean any trends you see for the future with, with the product product trends <clears throat> Um, we're seeing a couple of things at the moment, which is a wood, wood porcelain. Yep. So wood porcelain is something we've introduced over the last couple of years. Um, that is definitely very, very popular at the moment. So we're a lot of people buying wood porcelain. Um, as I say, we've just introduced this uh, internal porcelain. And part of that is because of the trend that the market is going down, where we've seen this trend of bifolding doors. Yep. So people do want the kitchen going out into the garden or the lounge into the garden and vice versa. Yep. So that's definitely a trend at the moment is around the wood porcelain side of things. It'll be interesting to see how that sort of pans out. I think you're right, with people staying and not moving, uh, people, like you say, obviously the pensions as well, but people not moving has definitely been a big factor on people doing a lot of renovation yeah. at home and keeping things up to speed with the fashion trends. And I kind of see it a little bit like bathrooms and kitchens, it's kind of now moved to the outdoor space, yeah. because bathrooms was the first of the 
big fashion trends. Yeah. And then it sort of went to kitchens, and I kitchen, agree. then that became the place in the home to, to renovate. And then it's gone now to, to the outdoor spaces. Yeah. So it's like the norm is a decent bathroom, the norm is a trendy kitchen, and now the norm is going to be an outdoor living space. Yeah, and um, I mean, we're, and we're seeing a few products at the moment. I mean, we're, we're looking at a very unique product at the moment that uh, we're just trying to finalise and hopefully we'll launch towards the end of this year, um, which again is going to be something slightly different for the uh, for the outside for the garden, um, which again you know shown it to a couple of people who've gone oh yeah that looks nice. Yeah. So so I think you know one of the things we're always looking at is from a natural stone from a porcelain point of view. Again, go back to the dare to be different. What can we do differently? Yeah. You know how can we really sort of shake the market up and, and try and lead. And that might be product, it might be packaging, it might be our service offering. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're certainly, we certainly, we do some stuff with customers at the moment where consumers are coming on. Now we, we won't deal with a consumer, we won't sell to a consumer directly. We're always pushing that back for a merchant. Yeah. But consumers are looking for samples, so we'll send a sample. But we're now starting to do, um, and we're taking it out of other industries. So I'm sure if you've, you've taken your car to the garage, you get the little video from the garage saying, oh, we've just looked around your car, and they show you the video of your car, yes. talk you around it. Yeah. We're doing exactly the same um, with well, consumers who are asking about samples, where we're doing some video footage of our landscaping areas outside, our displays outside, actually showing the customer what the product looks like in situ. Okay. So again, That's it's, it's, very it's pick, picking, yeah. picking uh, ideas from different industries and just, again, doing something different. Yeah, no, it's really good. So, well, obviously, Dare to be Different seems to be the motto and it seems to come across very well with yourself. Thank you very much for today. It was excellent listening to all the fashion trends and the, the history of Digby and where it's all going for the future on, on the stone and front. And thank you for coming down and uh, hopefully we've taught you a little bit about what the opportunities are on landscaping. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much. Cheers, Cheers thank you.